Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kester Dorowski. And today we are joined by a guest from Indiana Jones Minute. Jerry, say hello. How's it going? Happy to be here. You guys do basically the same thing we're doing, except you do it for the Indiana Jones films, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. We finished up Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, about three months ago or so, and we're going to be starting Temple of Doom. We're, we're doing it now, but uh, that should be uh, the podcast for Temple of Doom should be available probably the f- first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth week of February. <laughs> <laughs> It'll we're get out there sometime. It'll get up. And today we are discussing Minute 11, which begins with Snow White standing up in water surrounded by menacing logs and ends with animals, lots and lots of animals, watching her cry. (laughs) That's right. Well, So you said this was, it's been a long time since you consumed this particular film. (laughs) I would say yes. Um, I, I saw Snow White maybe in 1976. So I was four. <laughs> and, and you know, was... that's that's only 40 or so years after it came out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so um, I remember seeing it, uh, you know, on a projector scream. It was probably one of those things where it was raining outside and I was in some horrible kid camp or something and they didn't know what to do with us. And it was like, I know everyone loves Snow White. You know, and so they shoved all of us in front of the, you know, the the screen. And that was the last time I saw Snow White. So it was uh, <laughs> it was actually a lot of fun uh, watching it again. Uh, you know, my, my own personal 40th anniversary celebration of Snow White. Uh-huh. So, and uh, how was it coming back to it, especially for, for these uh, well, you'll be with us for a couple of minutes this week. Uh, but this minute in particular to just get dropped right in just like snow white into the water you know there really is it's it's fascinating because in one sense a lot of it is sort of black and white one-dimensional like here is the evil person and over here you know and even her voice and over here you know we have the most innocent snow i mean her name's snow white you know and so it's very just right down the middle black and white good bad but when you get into it more and more, and as I was watching the movie, um, I don't know, more c- critically, I guess, there's really a lot going on. There's really a lot going on in terms of with the mirror and the queen and her kingdom and the huntsman and like, you know, I, who knows what happens to him, but he's doing the right thing and just what what happens when you're wishing for something and hoping for something as mm-hmm. snow white is she she has this wish and desire and at the same time you know it's the prince he shows up for like i don't know 17 uh, it's, seconds it, it's about 3 minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay and then she kind of he hops over into the into this section of the castle like he hops the fence gets in sings a song and, and then, then he's gone disappears like we don't yeah. know how he gets out the queen's watching this but like would right. she there's, like banish him or something? There's being... some some interesting themes going on, yeah. and uh, we talked a little bit last week about the huntsman and what what is the situation for him? Like he was assigned to be the queen's assassin, 
or else or else and so yeah. like how, how did he know what or else meant like was he her first choice or was he like the third choice <laughs> right right exactly and and i was thinking about i mean back when i was a scullery maid i <laughs> you know i i understand that sort of love at first sight where somebody pops into your life like that and then you're like you know they, and then they you know they vanish and you're like oh my god i gotta see them again and so <laughs> I, there, there's a lot going on. And the the other thing about it that I was truly blown away by, and I'm not a huge Disney person. Like, I don't consume all the Disney films and haven't, you know, I know there are many rabid Disney fans out there. And by watching this, again, I was completely floored with how beautiful the animation is and fluid and smooth and the incredible attention to detail when even just the dwarves are kind of walking together, um, even towards the end, like spoilers, when Snow White is quote dead, like at her, at her wake slash funeral and you see the dwarves and they're all walking at their own slightly different gait and mm -hmm. Just the movement, and they're all they're all different sizes, a little bit, and they don't. Not everything is 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 in unison. It's it's. I mean, and even with these these scenes here with the with the animals with the that we're about to look at with the rabbit and the deer and the the quail and they the way they move, each one is very different, and there's a tremendous uh, attention to detail on the animation, which. Um, yeah, really, I was floored by. Absolutely. Andrew, when we first started looking at it, it um, to to do it for the minute by minute. Yeah, we were we were considering it, and so we watched a little bit to, Andrew, to test it like, out. The first minute when the, it opens to the castle and you're looking down the forest. And, and it does that zoom onto the castle and then the faded zoom further to get to the queen. Like, that whole sequence, I was just like, this is, like, I don't know what it is that makes me know that it's really good quality, but something is informing me that this is really painstaking work. He was in awe, like complete yeah. awe. So I had, I had the same reaction that you had where it's like something about it is just really good quality. And a lot of care was taken and they, they make it good. Um, yeah. And we see some of that in, in this minute, which uh, as we said, starts with her landing in the water and you see this water, you know, rush out and it moves all the logs and then they turn into gators in her fear hallucination. <laughs> right. Um, but like, that's kind of a fun thing where you see these logs and then they just shift a little bit into gators. Sure. Sure. And, and the tree, the tree mm -hmm. uh, reaches out with its sort of, you know, menacing groping branches. And uh, you know, what I thought about uh, this minute was it's very medieval in the sense that the forest, like she, she gets away from the, the huntsman and she runs into the forest and immediately it's nighttime. Yeah. It's so dark all of a sudden, yeah. like there were clouds building, but like we also knew it was very bright because the huntsman had a very strong shadow. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the dagger glistened. It had a little yeah. bit of it. Yeah. It glinted in the, in the light. So it was light and then it's completely dark. That's right. And, and I thought, uh, what I mean by medieval is, you know, if if you lived in a small, you know, you lived in your little shire, you did not go out beyond, you know, the the town 
environs, you know, it, it, past night. Or, you know, if it, if it was, if it was nighttime, you just stayed, you just, you just would stay at home. I mean, everybody was afraid of the night. That's where the goblins and evil lurked and definitely in the forest. Like the forest was a place you just didn't touch back then unless you were a brigand or a bandit or a bad guy or a no good Nick. So, you know, immediately she's catapulted into the unknown and, and where the, where evil lurks. Yeah. And in popular culture today, like a lot of forests are symbolized as like a dark, a dark kind of theme where they shouldn't go into it. Like in Harry Potter's the forbidden forest. And there's a lot of forbidden forests throughout popular culture. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But you, you, Andrew brought up, uh, I think hallucinations, right? Yeah. The, these like fear visions that she's getting. Cause yeah. obviously they're logs and not gators. And, sure. uh, and she wades out of the water and instantly dries off. Uh, she has a magic dress <laughs> that instantly <laughs> yeah, she does. dries off. Uh, and then she sees a tree and we know it's a tree. And then as it, she's looking at it, it turns into that, that monster monster. And there's a huge gust of wind and everything. There's so much wind, so much this, wind. And the yeah. leaves are just following her. It's kind of crazy. And, and the, the music's like strikingly loud in this portion. Yeah. Um, we talked yeah. last week a little bit about how intense the fear imagery in, in this sequence was, you know, from yeah. when she runs away from the huntsman until things uh, clear up a little bit and uh, it, at radio city uh, hall in new york city um they ch- when they first showed the the film they thought it would be too uh too scary for kids and so they changed the music in this scene and yet it was still too scary and kids wet their pants and they had to replace all the velvet seats in the theater you're kidding nope <laughs> Kestra's the, the one with all the facts on yep. this. So I trust everything <laughs> she tells me. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad as a kid I was watching it in a big floor. <laughs> yeah. A wooden, a, wooden, a wooden floor could be easily mopped up. Yep. <laughs> um, Kestra also has a special connection to Snow White. We've been saving this until we had a, had a guest on to hear about it. And it has to do with Snow White's dress. Yeah. So the dress itself was actually designed by my great grandma no way yeah she designs the dress and oh, that's so like, the, the, ye- so the, the yellow and blue and everything yeah classic mm-hmm. and she designed the one that they used for the um animation model too yep. right I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah yeah wow that's so, incredible did you know about the the animation models that they had they had actors and actresses do motions for the animators to observe no, I didn't know about that. Yeah, so for Snow White and the Queen, at least, um, they had a lot of very detailed where they put them in the costumes and had like sets out there on like the filming stage and had them do a bunch of movement so that the animators could they wouldn't trace it. Yeah, uh, so it's not but, quite rotoscope. But it was but it was a sure. model for them to kind of go after to make sure that it's more realistic than the earlier, like silly symphonies. Wow. That's some of that painstaking detail. Sure. No, yeah. You were mentioning. And um, one thing I brought up in, I think our first week, which we haven't released yet, we're recording ahead, but this was like, this had to be what it is or else Walt Disney doesn't work in Hollywood ever again. You know, this was, this was it. This was the studio or nothing. Yeah. And so 
they had to put that kind of work into it and make it as special as it has become. Um, or else, you know, he's like double mortgaged on the house. And, he's and got it, animators that he's got to pay. Yeah. And it paid off. He, he got so much money that he built the Burbank studio in, in Burbank, uh, where they did most of the rest of the films. That's incredible. Which is, which is literally four minutes down the street from me. <laughs> so that's really, uh, that's fascinating. Yeah, and I think it's it's the kind of pressure that people in Hollywood don't necessarily feel anymore. Like a studio is not going to give someone enough money to hang themselves on and to like hang their studio on. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That is true. So, so Walt had an interesting experience uh, doing this. Okay, so so let's work through this minute. So she gets out of the water, which I think is wonderful animation of her kind of walking out of the water. It mm -hmm. slows her down the right amount. It looks very realistic, which I guess they might have modeled someone walking out of the water in that dress. And then so like the loud music, the leaves, and she's just running until it like reaches a fever pitch and she can't even move. She's just turning and seeing scary eyes, scary eyes, scary eyes. And her hands are up. And she's just terrified. <laughs> well, and what what is more frightening than than unfamiliar eyes at every turn mm -hmm. like everybody is afraid of that yeah you know being being watched well and and then seeing eyes in the forest from trees where it's like trees don't have eyes i shouldn't be seeing eyes right <laughs> right yeah and the, the close-ups of her face like when when she's screaming and you, you mentioned the the really intense music there's these shots of her kind of screaming and, and i mean they're really striking and and freaky. I mean, they're freaky today. Yeah, a lot of them have like some sort of light distortion over them. So it's even like, I don't think someone quite drew it like that. They, you know, put some extra layer between the camera and the Probably. and the image to give it a little more weirdness. Yeah. And like, it's scary images. Like I get creeped out watching these sequences. Like I'm, I'm happy to be done with these minutes because <laughs> seeing, you know, seeing grabbing tree hands and stuff like that. It's like, I don't want to walk through a forest right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. No, after seeing that, no, it's, I would it's not want to like, go it, through it's forest. a little bit upsetting. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a little scary. But then she, so she like passes out basically. Like she can't take it anymore. And she just drops to the ground and is crying. And then it totally turns back to like the pastoral, nice daytime forest. And you can see like the eye, some of the eyes that that she was probably seeing were actually animal eyes, which doesn't make it like a lot better no. immediately. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know, I wondered. I mean, have either of you guys ever fainted? I came really, really close to fainting in November. I think at a choir concert. Yeah, you were you were performing and yeah. and I just um, sat down because I I was really really close to fainting. I could tell, but but also wow. um one of your choir directors said that it's happened to her as well. So it's it's not a terribly uncommon thing for yeah. sure, performers. Sure. Um, no, I, I I don't think I've ever had anything like that. I yeah, I did when I was like twelve. Where you play that game where you hyperventilate, mm -hmm. and you know you have the, the your regrettable friend over <laughs> and he's like no 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 listen i can make you faint i can make you faint and you're like no nah, i'm not gonna faint come on man and he's like no you breathe in and out really fast like 20 times and then i hold you know and then the next thing you know i woke up on my bed <laughs> you know sur surrounded by woodland creatures 
But that was uh, that's the only time I've ever fainted playing the quote hyperventilation game, which I would not recommend. But um, but yeah, I was just curious. It it is. I I agree. It's not as uncommon as as one might think. It's just so interesting to see like the rapid transition in the forest. Like it's the exact same forest that was scary, and they just faded into something totally benign, right? And and Which pretty. I had a note about that actually in this book that I have. It's called uh, "The Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs: The Creation of a Classic." It's a really great book. We reference this book a lot. <laughs> yes, um, in it it says that in that originally with the scary with the scary forest where she's hallucinating everything uh, to kind of make it more neutral and a better change into the, 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 the one where should the animals come out and, and see her in the, in the field or what the meadow, meadow I guess. Clearing. Yeah. Clearing. Yeah. Um, Walt originally wanted the, uh, trees, the scary trees, to have more of a subtle um, approach to how they have like, like branches that almost look like hands and like almost looking noses and faces. Uh, but then it didn't work out because it was too subtle. So Walt was like, "Okay, we'll add a little more of that, making it more scary." But he still wanted it to be more subtle. Well, yeah. and it 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 fades out like really nicely like as soon as it fades out it feels like a it feels like it should be a much harsher transition than it is Mm -hmm. the way i imagine those two scenes but it's just it fades quickly into brighter colors everything's a little rounder and a little less jagged and then you see that the eyes are are softer and they're from you know woodland creatures and uh I, i have one note on the woodland creatures and my last note for this for this minute is that uh you see specifically bunnies and gophers, which reminds me of the Hercules film that Disney made in the nineties, because there's a scene where, where he's like, I'm a bunny and I'm his gopher. And I'm like, bunnies and gophers aren't necessarily like a combination, but they're combined in like this first shot of woodland creatures. They're like right next to each other. Wow. Well, and again in the next minute, do you, do you guys, I mean, is, is this whole sequence here, Really just about, look, uh, Snow White's a scullery maid, and she doesn't really have a lot of experience, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, mean, I mean, from what it seems like, she has very, very limited life experience. It's like she's a princess, but then she doesn't even get to experience that. She's only a scullery maid who's kind of kept behind a wall, and I don't know, I guess she's in an abusive relationship with her stepmother, which kind of sucks, but I'm, I'm wondering when she gets out and she, this whole forest scene in the nighttime and then the, is this all just perceived danger because it's just the unknown for her, for her? Is it really just exposing how little she knows about the world outside her own scullery maid slash castle wall? I think, I mean, the, the thing I get from it is seeing, you know, she gets frightened by the huntsman telling her to run away and, and, you know, nearly killing her. And yeah. I think she kind of is almost more in like a panic state in a, in a, you know, hyper intense uh, state where she's feeling all of these attacks coming from everywhere, even though it's not necessarily uh, what's going on. So I, I, I don't know that it's, you know, just the fear of the unknown. I think a little bit of it is the heightened 
state of, you know, being agitated? I think sure. I think it might be both. I'm in an ethics and values class, and we just went over the allegory of the cave, uh, where basically kids are chained to a chair, and then they they they're seeing this horse puppet on the cave wall, and then they're released, and they see the actual puppet, and it doesn't. It's like the shadow of the puppet on the cave wall, and they see the actual puppet, and it's not what they thought, and they want to go back, and then some people step outside of the cave. And, and outside of the cave is not anything like they've imagined. So they want to go back. It's it's the fear of the unknown, that which is essentially what a lot of humanity is related to. Fear of the unknown is a common fear. Yeah. But I think it's also the hallucination as well. Well, and even this is what I thought about in this minute. Even if it's a perceived danger, it's still foreshadowing a real greater danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, she's it's even if the, uh, you know, the alligators are really just logs and the, uh, you know, all the eyes are like, oh, well, maybe it's a, you know, a horned owl, whatever. Uh, yeah. At this at this moment, she does know that someone wants her dead. Yes. Yeah. She knows that someone wants her dead. And actually, there's the, that's going to play out. And there's she's about to she's about to feel it for real <laughs> a little bit later. So, yeah. um but um, I-, I was surprised. It's like when the huntsman says it's the queen, she's like, you're kidding. <laughs> I, like, I don't know that. I don't know. So I, mean, I think about quite it. Innocent and quite polite. So I'm wondering if she could like have ever really thought that anyone would be. I mean, I think she was surprised that the huntsman was holding a knife at her. She's like, but like, sure. I no mean, as, 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 as mean yeah. as the queen is, she's just made me work. Yeah. <laughs> no fair enough fair enough yeah yeah all right well do you have any other notes on on this no minute? no I don't. okay uh then that that'll wrap us up for today come back again tomorrow listeners we'll, we'll, where we will discuss another minute from snow white and the seven dwarfs we here at dame are still working on getting a website set up uh, but we'll let you know as soon as we have it. But you can support us by reviewing us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use and share us with a friend. Uh, how can they get in touch with you, Jerry? Uh, well, the best place is to go to indianajonesminute.com. Um, and we also have, uh, again, like we, we, we have the entire Raiders of the Lost Ark podcast up there. I think 115 which is, which episodes. Is really enjoyable. I'm still a little behind on it, but I am... I'm enjoying going through it very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, the other thing, my favorite thing that we, we just started doing is we actually have an Indiana Jones Minute hotline that is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just when you need it in the middle of the night, you call 724-LOST-ARC, <laughs> and you can uh, leave a message there for us, all the whatever you think, um, um, you know, there's all sorts of topics for discussion on the Indiana Jones minute uh listeners crusade which is on facebook and so there's all sorts of discussion there and then you can call and and we you know we might very well put that on our podcast your question or comment or whatever we welcome all that sort of thing all right sounds good well we'll be back tomorrow with another minute see ya we don't have a good sign off yet. no we don't <laughs> I, I actually just I realized get, that. i gotta sign off for you guys listen i'm not afraid of the unknown 